Good morning, good morning, good morning, and for Friday the 21st of January, yes, we're back for this year. And in this episode, I'll be talking about a post that I wrote recently for the Twilio blog, why I wrote it, why about Slim, and what I think you can do to help this wonderful, beautiful framework. Cue the intro music. If you want to learn the essentials of developing and deploying applications with Docker, especially if you've been struggling to figure out what you need to know while Googling, searching Stack Overflow and various other forums, then you'll love Docker Essentials. It's a free book and course that teaches you the essentials of building images and deployment configurations, tagging images and pushing them to remote Docker registries, how to debug applications running inside Docker containers, how to debug containers when they don't work as expected, and how to deploy your application to a production environment or any other using Docker Compose. Now, it doesn't cover every possible Docker command, just the ones that you need to know about so that you can deploy your first application with confidence. You also get a host of supporting information, tips, tricks and pointers to help you out when you get stuck. Check it out today at dockeressentials.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, wherever you may be, whatever time this may be, whatever day or year this may be. Um, for me, I'm hoping that the sun will go past and just not sit in my eyes because it's just at that point where the blinds in front of the window, or the blind, blind, blinds? Is it a singular plural? I don't know. Uh, well, the sun's just kind of coming through that gap, and it, as it moves around, uh, or moves past the window, as it does at this time of day, and so I'm closing my eyes, trying not to focus on the light that is half blinding me. Anyway, that said, in this episode, I'm really, really looking forward to talking about a post that I published yesterday on the Twilio blog titled How to Create a Markdown Blog in PHP with the Slim Framework. Now, the reason or one of my primary motivations for wanting to talk about that is, well, besides I invested so much time in researching it, in developing and refining the app, in writing the tutorial and then editing the tutorial and then handing it over to one of my wonderful colleagues at Twilio for his review and then going through that again. I mean, I, I honestly, this is hand on heart. This tutorial is a mission. Sorry, it was a mission. It's to me, it's mammoth. It was so much effort, but I, I really love it. Um, I'm really proud of it. And from sharing it with the Slim community, uh, in their Slack channel, it seems to have been really received well. Like, for example, thanks to their help in in tweeting about it, the tweet, which I'll link to in the show notes for this episode, has had 
seven retweets by a number of core contributors, a quote retweet could well have been from me, and 25 likes so far. Now, I'm not saying that these things are your um, barometer of quality necessarily, but it seems to have I've gotten some love. I've shared plenty of tweets and nada, nix, nothing happens. So the post itself, as the name implies, steps through how to create a, a rather admittedly simple, simplistic blog or um, module that you can create a blog with, which bases its content or draws or aggregates its content from markdown files which have YAML front matter. Now, you can, like I say, you can find all this in, in the post, but I thought I would condense it all in, in my, my spoken format. The code draws its content from a series of Markdown files where the Markdown has the actual content that you would read, and the YAML front matter has details like the metadata, such as the publish date, author, the post image, tags, categories, and, and so forth. And how it then aggregates that content into a series of objects is by using a series of iterators or implementations of the filter iterator, which you can find in PHP's standard library. Now, if you're not familiar with iterators, iterators effectively allow you to create reusable filter logic such that it's you don't have to um, have kind of really long-winded looping constructs as was often the case in PHP in years gone by where you would use maybe say a for or for each loop and then you would have this massive looping block which determined um, am I going to use this item? Am I going to skip over this item in the loop um, and, and filter or, or determine what to do with that particular item or how to work with that item? So, for example, it starts off by using a directory iterator to get all of the files from a particular directory, which nominate in the code, which I've called data slash posts. Then it passes that directory iterator to a custom filter iterator, which then takes the items that the directory iterator passes to it, and then says, is it a file? Is it readable? And does it have one of the two common markdown extensions, those being .md and .markdown? That information is then passed to the for loop, which, did I say for loop or for each loop? I'm not looking at the codes, but I think it was a for each loop because I don't use for loops commonly. Based on that, most of the logic, or the looping logic, I should say, is contained in what I've called a markdown file filter iterator. And the actual for each loop is quite small. Now, what it does is for each item, for each file that is returned from the markdown file filter iterator, it then hydrates or populates what I've just called a blog item object. And the blog item object or an entity is just a very kind of mundane, almost plain old PHP object that has a series of properties that match the content or the markdown content uh, extracted from the file and the YAML front matter items. So in short, you use a couple of iterators 
to aggregate content from one or how many ever markdown files into a series of PHP objects. Then from that, the post then steps through this whole process. It does a good job, I feel, or hopefully it does. Tell me if I'm wrong in the comments on the post or in some feedback on this episode about what iterators are because I felt it was important to really set that up so because they're such the core of the application and I'm not expecting you know anyone particularly to be fully conversant with iterators even after all these years and having that information at hand it then shows how you can then just iterate over that use some twig templates in conjunction with the slim framework to build a standard list of posts that you would see on any given blog and then to be able to click on one or more of the posts and then view the post in its entirety. It shows this all within the auspices of how you do that, hopefully at its simplest using Slim and by setting up services in Slim's DI container so that the various routes can um, draw on those services and really those services are only a view layer and the aggregated content. From there, it then so highlights the fact that based on the names of the underlying markdown files, your content can then turn up in any given order. And that's not really what you do in a blog. A blog is usually listed in reverse date order so that the most recent posts come at the top and then they work through whether in one massive list or through a paginated list to your oldest post. And yeah, you can then sort that and change the sort order and so forth. So it then steps through how to create a custom sorter, which is then passed to PHP's use sort function to then sort the, um, the list of retrieved posts based on publish date, and then goes a step further, which is to use another implementation of the filter iterator to say, well, you want to then implement one more common piece of functionality, which is you don't show posts that are yet to be published because, well, they're published at a date in the future. So it kind of gives you a, a rudimentary ability to schedule posts for the future, but write them at any given time. So we step through how to create two more iterators. Actually, did I create two more iterators? I know I created at least one, and I'll come back to that. Sorry, just scrolling down here through the, the post here. Oh, you can hear my mouse there, maybe. Did I create two? Where are we going down, going down? I should have had this in my notes, I'm sorry. No, 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 it looks like I created one, though I did actually create two in the code, which you can find a link to in the show notes and in the article. But now that I've got my thoughts back together, what it creates another filter iterator, which will then which filters over a list of blog items and then filters out any where the published date is at some point in the future. And the tutorial then shows how to then pass the markdown file filter iterator to what I called a published item filter iterator, but all the while keeping that actual for loop quite small. I guess there are sort of two threads of discussion in, in this post, and I'll have another one specifically on iterators when I've taken the time to 
can to write down like a, a clear set of notes so I can not freewheel it as much. But the post I felt was really solid from from two perspectives. One, showing why the Slim framework is a really awesome framework to use because it's it's so minimalist, at least by default, that it gets out of your way and it kind of lets you get in and just start creating applications so, so very quickly without a lot of setup process that other frameworks do require. And also how to use a lot of PHP's built-in functionality in the standard library to do a lot of the, what would you say, the heavy lifting for you. Um, I hope that I've done a good job of off the cuff stepping through what the post is about and why it's a solid post and why it's really, really worth reading. To aid in the digestion of the post, I've also included a number of, as always, code examples, a number of links to further information. So if you're new to the particular topic and you'd like to read more about it, there are a load of links to help you do that. There are also a number of screenshots that help you sort of follow along with this is what you should see if you've implemented the code. And I just feel like it's, it's a really decent post. Now, I could be wrong in that. I could be a little bit too close to the tutorial and just not be able to see the proverbial forest for the trees. So I would really appreciate it if you would have a read of the post and let me know. Actually, it's going to have to be here on the podcast because there aren't comments on Twilio posts, unfortunately, or alternatively on Twitter at WebDevWithMatt and just let me know what you think. I'd really appreciate that. Actually, while I'm on it, I'd love to know what, do you, what you think of the main image because there's a certain format that you follow with Twilio blog posts, but I, I'm just curious. I like it. It's, it's really simplistic, but I hope it kind of stands out and grabs your attention as well. Have I plugged the post enough? <laughs> so anyway, that's the, uh, the episode for this week. I hope that you'll read through the post. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, I hope you have an experiment, look through the actual code. And if this is your first time hearing about Slim Framework, if this is your first time kind of seeing some example of it, that you'll check out the project, have a look, see if maybe it's something for you, something that you could get involved with by using or contributing to. Um, maybe it's something that fulfills a need that maybe another framework that you're using just doesn't, or maybe that framework is perhaps just a bit too much. I appreciate that bigger frameworks such as Laravel do serve a particular niche extremely well, but sometimes do you really need all that power at the start? Maybe something like Slim with a few libraries as I've used in this tutorial could be all you need, at least at the start. Sometimes my friend, less truly is more. Now, I want to do one last thing before I finish, which is say that the Slim framework doesn't necessarily get as much attention as much larger frameworks and perhaps well-funded frameworks such as Laravel and Symfony, nor is it backed by a commercial organization. So if you like the post, if it inspired you to use the Slim framework, if you've been using Slim Framework for some time, perhaps lurking in the Slack channel. If your workplace benefits from using it, 
I really want to kind of give a push here to please consider supporting it via Open Collective or Tidelift. You can find links to both of those in the show notes for this episode and at the bottom of the post because while talking about them while contributing are fantastic, cash can definitely help go a long way to to pay for the things that need to be paid for and to pay for other developers' times and to keep the project alive, keep it growing, and give it the opportunity to develop into what it can become. Anyway, that's been my massive plug for the Slim Framework project and for the post that I wrote about it. You can find, as always, links to everything that I've covered in this episode in the show notes, and I'll see you next week where perhaps I'll be talking about iterators, why they're wonderful, or more of why they're wonderful, why they're amazing, and why you should get into them. So thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure having you as my guest. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode, which you can find at podcast.webdevwithmat.com for links to all the things that are talked about during the episode. And until next time, my friend, keep learning, keep experimenting, and keep on building. It might seem like there's a lot to learn, but with a little bit of work, On a regular basis, I reckon you'll grow your skills immeasurably in no time at all. And if it helps, remember the old saying, from little things, big things grow. Until next time, stay well.